0: We are gathered here today to mourn the loss of a legend who hasn't been in the playoffs, who hasn't had a playoff victory since 2014. Good boy, homeboy, Captain Andrew Luck. Died on the battlefield. Got killed by a few chiefs. Couldn't come back from it.
1: Oh, is that what happened?
0: What happened last year after getting absolutely
1: decimated
0: in the playoffs by Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid. He couldn't go on. One month ago, life comes at you fast. One month ago, captain corporal was just talking about how a second lease on life and then, bam, truck, and he's dead. No more Andrew Luck. As an aside, we also like to mention the 2019 Colts season that has come before us today in grievance as they all drop a W into the coffin.
2: Uh, they are now only holding Ls.
1: At least eight Ls them. for luck. At least they are now, they've exchanged at least eight of their W's with L's.
0: And um, the Fad Pod Boys, us, are also here, which is why I'm delivering this eulogy, to uh, throw my AFC East predictions into the coffin.
1: AFC South. <laughs> South
0: predictions into the coffin. I just had AFC East on the brain. I don't know why, whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, all of ours are.
0: Well, AFC East on the brain because Deflate Gate. Killed Andrew Luck's chances at a Super Bowl I just got yelled at to not say that Before starting this eulogy And I said it anyway <laughs> Tom Brady if you're out there Remember the Hardys
1: No, I love you
2: <laughs> Alright so if you guys Andrew Luck's not actually dead
1: Yeah please don't yeah, go around he, thinking that Andrew Luck's actually yeah, dead Yeah don't
2: actually think he's dead
0: He might as well be to Colts fans okay
2: I so, mean not uh, Far off I guess To some of them I mean, we're going to talk about that. But hi, everybody. Thank you for that beautiful eulogy. Matt Dustman. Welcome to Football After Dark. And for Genhart on the trumpet. Yeah, playing just, playing just rocking
1: it. He was rocking it. My, yeah, my... we
2: totally didn't edit that in. <laughs> no. It was our good friend, uh, Genhart, playing playing the trumpet here.
1: Yeah, welcome to Football After Dark, everybody. For the second week in a row, a little lighter episode. This week, uh, Corey is... He is
2: actually up the street at a Wendy's fist-fighting Roby Coleman. Right. Found out he was there. Yep. We're we'll just getting a frosty, and Corey, uh, Corey saw his Instagram story, and Corey's up there fist-fighting him right now. He's not having it. Nope. He's in the area, so Corey's taking the opportunity to take out all those uh, frustrations.
0: Which he should. I mean, cost him a Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> I, I'm down.
0: Yeah. If we didn't have to record, I would help him. If we did. <laughs> <laughs> Damn.
1: Yeah, well, you, you just, didn't know? For the record, we don't condone assault on football after dark. Thank you very much.
2: Yeah, we don't do that. Yeah, but no. it's a funny joke.
1: Yeah, jokes. Japes. Big old japes. For for, for, for the record, Corey personally does condone assault on that man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not jokes or japes.
2: Football after dark, as an entity, does not condone it. But Corey individually, he can do whatever he wants
1: individually. Yeah.
0: The thoughts and views expressed by Corey on football after dark do not represent the thoughts and opinions of after dark football.
1: Right. Very true, sir. All right, Justin, tell me, tell me about how sad you are. Yeah, so let's get let's, let's continue from jumping off of Matt's eulogy here. Yeah, Andrew Luck is retired.
0: Poor Quentin Nelson. Now he doesn't get a Super Bowl.
1: Hey, he might soon. They fucking tank this season. They got a chance to get a good quarterback. Oh, my God. If they fucking
0: tank and get...
1: <gasps> no! What?
0: I'm blanking on the name of that guy who's supposed to be the quote-unquote next Peyton Manning.
2: Trevor Lawrence? We got two more years till Trevor. We got two Lawrence. more years till oh, Okay, I thought out. it was this year. Two <laughs> more years, but they can roll with Jacoby for two years, for for a year and then two years, and then like, oops, we suck, and then go get arguably the next Peyton Manning, and Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. who's already a national champ at 18 years old, went to Manning's quarterback camp, and Manning <laughs> was letting him do everything, because
0: the NFL's a goddamn conspiracy, dude. <laughs> Fuck the Colts. I hate him. Well... I, 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 no, I can't even say that I, I liked Andrew Luck. I not
1: say that they lucked out with Andrew Luck. <laughs> At all, actually. And
0: Well, that's, again, that's, if the deflate gate doesn't happen, the Colts are in the Super Bowl in 2014. They're the ones that can do you, stop the Seahawks from running it on the goal line.
1: Do you sincerely think that the Colts would have won that game with regularly inflated footballs? No. I don't know. Do you really think that? I w- uh, well, no, I don't think that, because I watched that game with regularly
2: inflated footballs in the second half, and it was worse. Yeah, right. I think it was worse for the Colts. They, g- <laughs> they got blown out by more with the regular footballs. I don't know what you're talking about. That second half didn't
0: actually happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Your narrative sucks.
0: I don't fucking care. My narrative
1: is all I need. <laughs> God damn it. No, I'm super fucking sad. This news dropped. Actually, we were in the middle of our fantasy draft. We were in the middle of our
2: seventh... Uh, year seven of La Liga El Dick which is our draft. Yes. And, uh, it took way too long. because five hours. It took like five hours because we had two people not there, and the two people that were put in charge of the picks, one had to wait for the message from the person that was missing to do the pick, and the other was just the notoriously slowest picker in our draft.
1: Yeah, next, you, next time it happens, Matt, uh, give me your fucking sheet.
0: Yeah, but then. Give it to me. I wouldn't have ended up with, uh, such stars as um loading loading my fantasy team filler talk right here so i can look at it again very good very good thank you i'm so good at filling dead air sometimes i (laughs) amaze myself
1: you know it's easier for you to stay silent and for me to just cut the dead air
0: yeah but i'd rather you not cut this out
1: he'd, he'd rather uh, he'd rather have everybody sit and just listen to Matt just ramble
0: please update to the latest version version of this app before continuing go fuck it, yourself
1: it, it's, a, it's a tiny baby boy update yeah but like <laughs> that was Stephen A. Smith everybody I forgot I had that up on my phone how do I um, oh okay. mean, this episode's update. already a shit show
0: um yeah this is what we're doing oh no see I gotta do the fucking verification and update my payment information, which I can't do till Friday, so I guess I can't look at my fantasy team right now.
1: I can look at your fantasy team.
0: Thanks, buddy.
1: I'm getting there.
0: I'm projected to beat Genhart in week one, so I'm okay with everything that happened. He got you.
1: See, good old Carson Wentz here. I see that Carson that, Wentz That was guy. supposed to be Andrew Luck. In fact, he drafted Andrew Luck, and then two picks later, he announced he was retiring. So, technically, Matt, this is your fault. Yes, like literally two picks after he drafted you, Andrew Luck. He announced he was retiring, and then we were like, just change it to a different quarterback. That seems like oh, you a guys
0: unfair. actually let that happen?
1: Yeah, oh yeah, that 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 seemed Kuiper being the good commish.
0: What a nice person! I would have thought you would never do that.
1: It's like really unfair. It's <laughs> just let. It's not. It's not that. so much that he like he got injured
2: and we didn't know. So the like how how did injury.
0: I, I want to know the story like how this happened? Like okay, so my uncle gives me uh give it a bug Andrew Luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Front that. row. <laughs> this my Uncle Mike impression. Right. Two picks after that. Pick happens. Pick happens. L- that l- set me
1: the stage. Then who finds is- out first and what happens? I think it was Shively said it. Right. He got a ping, and I was like, I was a like, good joke, Shively. And then I opened my phone, and I had the ping from Bleacher Report that said Andrew Luck is retiring. And then somebody from outside opened up our party room doors at, at Buffalo Wild Wings, and went like, Hey don't draft Andrew Luck he just retired (laughs) and we were like what the fuck is going on then they showed Andrew Luck on tv
2: during the Colts game getting booed getting booed which we'll talk about and we didn't know what to do and I just like looked over at your uncle and I was like just give him another quarterback and he's like really I'm like yeah just give him another quarterback I don't know and he's like, all right, give him Carson. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And we just put Carson over... <laughs> over the Andrew Luck sticker? Over the Andrew Luck sticker.
0: Well, bless you all.
2: I don't even know where to start. Like, wh- what do you... Where do you start with this? This whole thing? Like,
1: the fact that Adam Schefter broke this story? Yeah. Well, because he wasn't supposed to announce it originally until tomorrow, apparently, was the entire idea.
0: Well, here... it. it I,
1: I was listening to some... Other sports talk
0: radio and, and theories and my own readings and whatnot. And who do you think leaked this? How does Adam Schefter figure this out? It's definitely not Andrew Luck telling him, because Andrew Luck wants to control the narrative, have a press conference and a podium. So who 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 leaks this? Now, and it can't just be some rumdum on the side who, like the janitor for the Colts, texting Andrew Schefter like, "Yo, Luck's about to retire." Because if Schefter goes to Twitter with that, he gets to be the next laughingstock for a couple months and no one believes anything he says. Mm-hmm. Who who breaks that story to Schefter? Who gives him that text message? It's got to be either Ballard or Ursay. Exactly. Honestly, I'm
1: thinking Ballard. I think Chris Ballard it's got to be I think, Ballard or Ursay knee-jerk Ballard gets pissed and texts Adam Schefter.
2: No, see, I think it's the opposite. Because Ballard's the more even-keel one. Ursae's the... He's the emotional uh, yeah, guy. Yeah, Ursae's the wacko. He's the one... Yeah, he's real emotional. Control the narrative. And,
0: I mean, it controlled the narrative. It made the Colts look good. It, quote-unquote, look good in a way. It made Andrew Luck look like the, quote-unquote, bad guy for quitting on his team like this instead of Andrew Luck getting to have his moment tomorrow at a press conference where, you know manufactured tears, I'm sorry, I can't do it, the injury's too much, I can't go on. Instead, it's middle of a preseason game, Sharkandrick West just scores a touchdown, crowd's going wild,
2: Andrew Luck's retiring. Boo! And he has to walk off the field, Mm -hmm. and then do like an off-the-cuff press conference where he's not prepared, exactly and he doesn't know what to say, and he legitimately starts to cry, Versus mm-hmm. like this whole idea of like knowing what to say and
0: manufacturing uh, a press conference. Now it's all it's all different, and and the narrative only
2: helps the Colts as an organization. So you're trying to say Ursay or Ballard broke the story to Schefter. Those are the only two people
0: that could tell that to Schefter for him to immediately tweet it out. Who else? Who else could tell Adam Schefter that story and him what to? put his reputation
1: on the line a teammate they're pl- they're in the middle of a game they're doesn't playing matter, a game it doesn't matter colt the andrew luck's sitting there on the sideline with his with his starters right yeah, yeah. but what they're not you? gonna
0: have they're not gonna have phones on the sidelines
1: this is the type of thing that what, when he came need phones on the sidelines they're right there with him we they have their phones We well, you think they don't have their cell phones when they're sitting there with their gear off on the sidelines
2: they usually don't.
1: They usually do. Maybe if they're not dressed. You have
2: to say none of them were dressed up. I don't know dude. how many of them were dressed. Most I mean, Andrew Luck were. wasn't dressed.
1: Yeah. Even
0: then, even then, I don't think Schefter runs that story immediately. Quentin Nelson texts Adam Schefter, "Yo, Andrew Luck's gonna retire in two days." I think Schefter doesn't waits to verify
1: it first. Probably. Now I'm not saying that that's more plausible. I think I think the the previous answer is a lot more plausible. Mm-mm-mm. Just because, like, is anybody? It had to have been quick. Well, I mean,
0: we we have we have video evidence of Adam Schefter receiving a tweet or receiving an info scoop and immediately tweeting about it live on air on ESPN. You, I can't even remember what the story was. Do you remember him interviewing or or? Doing a segment on ESPN a couple years ago And he's like Whoever's with him You gotta hold up a second You gotta hold up a second He brings on his phone And starts tweeting out A breaking news thing While yeah. he's on the air mm-hmm. this is, So that, that's who Adam Schefter is
1: Right He's the guy He's the guy who, who, who Gets the texts And puts the shit out he's
2: Can you imagine how much Like information is on Adam Schefter's phone Oh my god Like can you imagine If I was a fly on the wall Inside Adam Schefter's phone if I you know was a fly inside the
0: phone.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> if I was Wreck-It Ralph in the internet in Adam Schefter's phone. <laughs>
1: God damn it.
2: There's <laughs> yeah, a lot, but... Regardless of, re- regardless of who broke it. No matter who broke the story.
0: Yeah, it, it's... Well, I think I think there's a little bit that comes into who broke the story. The fact that Schefter did break it... it It comes into journalism, which I'm sure, as a journalist yourself, you would be. You would be Kuiper. You got the story, run it. But is that Schefter's story?
1: Less of a journalist.
2: Well, no, I I still understand because I am a journalist. Like I do interview people, I do get information and stuff like that. My whole with, with something like that, like Adam Schefter gets that gets that news. You you could argue whether or not like does it matter if you get the information first or not. I think a lot of people if Adam Schefter wouldn't have would have come out and said like say for example Jim Irsay or Chris Ballard text Adam Schefter and they say hey Andrew Luck is retiring but he doesn't want it public and he wants to do the press conference on Thursday about it. At that point, Adam Schefter is not going to break the story because if he breaks the story, then he's burning whatever source he's using inside of the Colts because they're explicitly telling him do not run the story. Right,
0: but which is again why which is whoever told him wanted him to run the story.
2: Yeah, they basically either gave him just go ahead and run the story or didn't specifically say, "Hey, don't do." And 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 the thing about a lot of people say, "Oh, it's the biggest sports story in two decades. It's the most shocking retirement the, ever.
1: It it's is the, the most biggest shocking retirement ever.
2: It's the most
0: shocking retirement since Calvin Johnson and since Barry Sanders, probably. I mean, Andrew Luck retired before Tom Brady. Think about Andrew that Luck for a retired second.
1: Before Robert Griffin III. <laughs> I
0: I guess the Redskins won
2: out in that draft, eh?" Uh, I guarantee you, Dan Dan Snyder is actually proud. <laughs> like Dan Snyder has such a, a a warped, like stupid sense of like self worth that he's probably like, ha ha, I knew it, I knew I couldn't trust him. When in when in the the player he's bragging about isn't even on his own team, like isn't even on the team. It isn't very good. It isn't, isn't very good. Okay, We're so your luck
1: up until this point.
2: Was very good. So, there's so many things you like, so many different things you could take from this. How does this affect, like,
1: how does this affect like young quarterbacks in the affects, NFL? I think it affects them a lot, especially ones that have been making money for a little bit. I think nah. you, you had you have to think about it this way: like Andrew Luck had to have looked at because he's 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 got a family, you know, so he had to have looked at. The money he ha- he's had and the money he's already made this year, right? And then been like, can I do this? And yeah, he made like $100 million. He's fine.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know if it has any... I mean, I'm sure the money has something to do it with it. It has to. It's money. No, it's not. It's the fact that he's been
1: injured as much as he has. Well, that's what makes him consider the retirement in the first place, Matt. I'm talking about the next step. Of actually going through with it. Right. To make sure you ask yourself, can I do this? And the amount of money that, that high-level quarterbacks make in the NFL, they can. I also want to throw this out. Yeah, but I, just, I, I guess I get that. But it, I think it
0: comes down to Andrew Luck just not liking football as much as other players. No, no, that's players. the
1: cause. That's the reason why he's retiring. That's what I'm saying, Matt. That in itself is the reason why he's retiring. But you have to go a step beyond that. If Andrew Luck doesn't have enough money to survive post-retirement, do you think he does it? Okay,
0: maybe not. But this is is in a bubble. This is just Andrew Luck. I think if you look at other young quarterbacks or young players in the NFL in general— it comes down to how much they—you can say this with everybody—how much they like the game. Compared to Tom Brady, he's got way more than enough money, more Super Bowls than any quarterback will ever probably get in history, and yet he wants to play into his 40s. That's
2: because he loves the he, game. It's because he—he springs out of bed every single day, like I love it. This is what I love to do. This is all I ever wanted to he's do. He's
1: such a football nerd that he he loves the game probably more than anybody else in the NFL. And you know what? <laughs> and let's look, let's think
2: about it like this. He's also never been injured. No, he, he had a torn ACL. Well, do you know how old I was when Tom Brady tore his ACL? Uh, I can not remember. Yeah, I was, I was a young boy. I was 2008, Matt. Oh, yo, I was still in high school. That's 11 years ago he tore his ACL. You know the last significant injury he's had? That's it. I mean, he shows up on an injury report every week, though. Yeah, he does.
0: (laughs) Uh, This week's it's a shoulder. This week's it's a leg. I think he's got a messed up finger. In reality,
2: it's just he just doesn't want to practice. Like, once he gets started, I think, and this is what I was going to throw out there. First of all, Andrew Luck has an architecture degree from Stanford. Yeah, he'll be fine. Andrew Luck didn't need football in the first place at all. Like, he could have just went and did architecture. And been okay. Yeah,
1: but he loves it. Yeah, and he loves football. And he's damn good at it.
2: And I also think that it's it's no coincidence that this happened. And then the video of Gronk, if you saw that, yeah, at the he was at some uh, event, and they asked him about it, and he said that about potentially coming back. And he said I would have to be. He's like I would have to need it. And he's like he's like I want to be honest with my fans. Like I. Football like dragged me down. Like football like really took a toll on me. And basically saying that like being injured over and over again is just like just saps the fun out of it. And you know, you have, I, I think Andrew Luck and Rob Gronkowski are special cases because those are probably, if you'd asked me like last five years, who are the two most, who are the two players you think of that are most attributed to being injured. That's number 1 and number 2. Oh yeah. Is Andrew Luck and Rob Gronkowski. Right. Number 1 and number 2 in yeah, some absolutely. order. Yeah. Maybe you throw out JJ Watt potentially. But like as far as like superstar players that you attribute to being hurt, those are the top 2. So it's not surprising to me that they both walked away from the game early. But I definitely think that it sets the it basically like lays the path For other people to be like, you know what? Like, if you make a lot of money and you're at a point in your career where you're getting injured a lot and it's taking like it's taking its toll on you, you can walk away. Like you can. Like it's not you're not you don't have to be the first now. Because Andrew Luck was the first. So I think it it makes it easier on guys potentially down the road to walk away from football prematurely and kind of and honestly I know the Colts said that they were going to pay Andrew Luck all the money he was owed this year, but, like, Andrew Luck left, like, $100 million on the
1: table. He still left the rest of his contract. Yeah,
2: and he just walked away from it. He's like, no, I don't need that. He's like, I'm good. Like, and like I said, not everybody has an architecture degree from Stanford.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, you hear a lot of the stories about uh, other players that retire or leave the NFL and then go bankrupt, but uh, that's obviously probably not going to happen to architecture degree luck.
1: No, he should be fine. So he might not even use that
0: degree. He'll end up being an analyst for one of the fucking stations somewhere. That's what, usually what happens to these people.
1: Yeah, usually with these these kind of like better players that are well known. David you, Shaw,
2: uh, the coach for Stanford, said he'd hire him in a heartbeat. He said I'd hire him in, the second I heard from him. I'd hire him. Mm-hmm. So if Luck wants to go, if if he ever gets to a point where he wants to be involved with football again, there are you have no idea how many people like how many like schools across the country like if Andrew Luck wanted to come in and coach right Andrew Luck could walk into any facility in the country and be like hey can I coach here and they'd be like yeah I, me- most most at least in some capacity I even think Nick Saban would be like I'll let you be a quarterback coach alright okay you know what I mean like mm. I'll let you be an offensive coordinator like Nick Saban ain't gonna give up his spot. Right, right. I don't think Nick Saban would give his spot up to Jesus Christ.
0: Nah, Saban, <laughs> Saban's going to die, and at his funeral, his uh, last will and testament is going to be instructions on the next five seasons. Yeah. With playbooks, what plays to call against who and when. because like, And
2: what to say to the media.
0: And what to say to the media. Just They'll, they'll bring up a cardboard cutout. They'll bring up a cardboard cutout of Nick Saban, put it on the podium, <laughs> press play on a tape recorder, and his voice will come out. All right, this week we play blah, blah, blah. I don't know what, how we're going to do it. how did, did you
2: know what our schedule was five years in advance?
0: Shut we, up. Shut up. We schedule it five years in advance, and you know that. Now, I got some good boys this year. And we're going to keep them good, boys. And I wish y'all would treat them like fucking good boys, okay? And with that, I'm out. And then he has, like, his offensive coordinator pick up the cardboard cutout and walk it off. And then press stop on the... <laughs> and then, like, at- on game day, on game day, the cardboard cutout sits on the sideline. They put a headset on him. <laughs>
2: his arms move
1: yeah. up and down. He's got a little levers yeah, that move the arms around. Oh. I guess
2: the other part of this and i mean i think outside of matt we all like andrew i love andrew matt has a very good reason to not
1: like andrew luck but <laughs> i think mean, everybody else really the chiefs got their fucking revenge your revenge was last year yeah it was the chiefs got their fucking revenge get the bad blood out of you so
0: here. we were i just wanted to, we ended peyton manning's career and now we've ended andrew luck's career i've never been happier as a chiefs fan just wanted that to be known
2: you didn't end Peyton Manning's career. Yeah, we did. We got him
0: benched in that like big... Uh, I guess he won the Super Bowl, whatever. He came back, whatever. I don't care. He
1: came out to the, to the Super Bowl and did literally nothing. And yeah. Then won as far as I'm
0: concerned, we destroyed his spirit, and then he let a defense carry him to a Super Bowl because we intercepted him like four times or whatever, and he got benched for a couple weeks. I've, I was never happier until... Neither was I. Yeah, that was I was a whole
2: man. That was the happiest I've ever been in my life to watch Peyton Manning get benched. Whew, man! I could if I could do cartwheels, I'd have done one. Although interesting
0: <laughs> stat: the Colts in uh, history have now drafted Peyton Manning, John Elway, and Andrew Luck first overall, and the three combined have more Super Bowl victories with the Broncos than they do the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> when
1: well, you're so, what you're saying is if Andrew Luck eventually comes out of retirement, he's going to the Broncos and winning two Super Bowls. At least one. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Do you really want that to happen? No.
2: (laughs) See, all of this, what you just said, all of it's kind of coming around to be like, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've seen this book before. I've seen it twice.
0: It's okay. It's not going to happen this time. Andrew Luck's not going to come back and play football. I doubt
1: it. I doubt it it.
2: So, getting staying with the the luck thing, I don't want to say I think there's a lot of differences in opinions amongst our friend group about this issue, but it seems like there are. Um, the fans booing.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I would love to tell you how you're wrong about this. Go ahead and uh, lay out your standpoint on this, so I can grill you. All right. Yep. What the fuck is wrong with you? All right. Nothing's wrong with me. Nothing's I know. What, I already know what he thinks, so I, I I know he's wrong. So I'm just I wait. I waited till now to tell him why in no way, okay first of all let
2: me put this first i am in no way defending whoever it was that slashed his tires well, if that was true obviously obviously that's not that's vandalism like that's you don't if you slashed anybody's tires i wouldn't care what they did to eat. like whatever right. happened like obviously you're a delinquent right? right you're you're a delusional moron right the fans that were at that game were not no like we're not your average football fans. Okay? okay. Those are people who are sitting through a preseason game and it's the fourth quarter in a preseason game. Like those people are like they're the type of people that when you when they when they like cut to the the shots of the crowd and they have like big like horse heads on and their faces are painted and they got jerseys on from 1980 Like those are like the like the of hardcore fans, right?
0: Most of them are probably season ticket holders,
2: right? Most of them are probably season ticket holders. Most of them probably go to almost all the games, right? If you're staying in the fourth quarter of a preseason game, like people go to preseason games and watch for like a half and then they leave. That's what I do. Like I go to preseason games for the Steelers. I watch the drive that Ben Roethlisberger plays and I leave at halftime that's I'm like, what I'm, I do I'm like okay whatever so the fact that they booed I feel like here's here's the way I'm looking at it if what happened didn't happen and say Andrew luck comes out today or two days or uh, tomorrow and announces he's retiring and does a press conference if Andrew luck during the final preseason game for the Colts if he walks out with the team he gets cheered by everybody He gets cheered. The fact that it happened during a game, the fact that it came from an outside source, and the fact that it was so, like, blindsiding, I don't, I would not have booed him, but I also don't under, I don't, like, if if I was sitting in the stands and someone next to me was booing him, I'd be like, I kind of get why you're booing. Like, I understand why you're booing, because you don't know the reason why. You're sitting in the stands watching the game. You have no clue. You have absolutely no idea. You're just sitting in the stands watching the game. and Next thing you know, Andrew Luck's walking up the field like, oh, he's retiring. And you have no idea why.
1: But why is your knee-jerk reaction to to boost somebody who has been your quarterback? <laughs> like, Because I it think... Sounds, if I, if knowing I was in-
0: no context, it sounds like no context or knowing nothing at all, it feels like quitting on the team or and, and and did before some of that some of that booing I don't think was completely directed at luck it was directed at some of it like I you I argued that the way the news broke it made the Colts or as an organization look quote unquote better or good I still think some of the boos were that I was talking before we kicked on the mic all the news stories leading up to a month ago were all about how Andrew Luck his, his new lease on life ready to take a second chance in the NFL. He's finally healed. Quotes from Andrew Luck saying, this is my time, blah, blah, blah. Ursay lying to everybody and saying, lying to people who are buying season tickets and saying, our quarterback is going to play for us this year. I know I lied before, but I'm not lying now. Believe me, give me money, buy my tickets, please.
2: That's why people are booing. People are booing. I it's
1: that and not at Andrew Luck, but that everything that we've seen assumes that it's at Andrew Luck because it was at him while he was walking. Well, you can't assume... Well, yeah, they're they're booing it as he's walking because it's
2: kind That's of what happened. Like, literally, like right in front of them is like, "Hey, Jim Mersey lied again." Like, "Hey, Luck's not going to be here." All there, all there the was no context. That, all, all you have is the that text they've been saying for the past month is not true because what ended up happening is it, it turned out that the whole Andrew Luck retiring thing was something that was brewing. For a long time.
0: Because the, the lying about the injuries and him not actually getting better. But no one knew that. All you had was Schefter's tweet that after blah, blah, blah seasons, Andrew Luck is calling it quits and going to retire.
2: I still don't think the booing still comes across as I, I still don't like it. Like It's not that I like it. It's not that I was like, yeah, screw Andrew Luck. It's more about like the fans sitting in that stadium at that moment, felt so robbed. Like, they felt so robbed that I I don't know in that environment how else you get it out. Like, what else do you do? You're not going to throw stuff at him. You're not going to throw bottles at him as he's walking off the field. You're not going to. You're not
0: certainly. You're not going to storm out. And you're not going to give a standing ovation or do like the happy cheer thing if you're there.
1: fucking knee jerk reaction to your quarterback for the last however many years battling through injury after injury? Coming out and taking you to 11 and 5 fucking seasons after being given, dealt probably the shittiest hand any fucking top tier quarterback has ever been given coming into the NFL. And he fucking takes you through all of that and. He's been such a great fucking asset to your team before the injuries really started getting terrible. And he announces that he's done, right? And all you have to do is think for five fucking seconds that, oh, maybe that, that calf injury he was having is worse than it really is.
0: Justin, Justin, they're humans. They're in they're in the football. They're Humans don't think for five seconds. You don't think for five seconds. I don't think for five seconds. It's a split second reaction. If phones go, it
1: happened to you guys
0: at the draft. Phone went off, ban- Andrew Luck's retiring
1: what what do you mean he's retiring literally five seconds later I said quote maybe that calf injury was worse than they were saying and he was sad and of course and, you, I said, was and sad. you said that you were sad I mean sad. The, the very first thing I said was wow holy do shit you want know my first thing I didn't say was boo do you want to know what the thing is with that though is is that
2: do you want to know who didn't get booed despite constantly talking about retiring it was Rob Gronkowski Rob Gronkowski talked about actually thinking about retiring. Well, that's because... From, like, the, from the moment Philadelphia beat them in the Super Bowl. Right. Gronk said it in the press, like, in well, the thing after. That's because everybody was ready for it because he did stuff like that. But that's think... what I'm saying. So, had that, had that been the Colts, like, thing? Had Andrew Luck done that? Had the Colts been honest about, hey, like, he's, had, had, he's had kind of considering been... walking away from the game. But we're going to... See how he progresses. See what he does. But he's been thinking about it.
0: Because I think this is all the medical staff on the Colts need to be looked into malpractice. And I think they need to be investigated for that's, letting this happen.
2: That's... Uh, that's one thing that I think needs to happen from this is okay. like something is something that's another thing that's why him.
0: the Colts were able to come out better on this is because no one's talking about the malpractice and well what was it Ryan something Ryan Grigson Ryan Grigson who hid all this or lying about the injury for as long as he did where like luck lacerated his kidney against the Broncos last year nobody knew about it till just recently the calf injury the neck everything that's like gone on with him is all been lied about or Covered under a rug
2: And also yeah. I want to say Ryan Grigson. After those first Four years in Indy Where he drafted Three offensive linemen None of them worked Has Think about like All of the second chances That play Like that coaches And GMs get in the NFL Ryan Gregson has not Had an NFL job Since he yeah. Since he left Indianapolis Like that's how Poor He's He awful. Of a job he did It's so And it also And, and again I, And that's why I'm Still like Understanding what you're saying Think about that. Think about the fact that Andrew Luck, for his first four years, had a GM that did such a bad job that that GM has not gotten a single football job since then. And Andrew Luck dragged that team to an eleven and five record. Dragged them. That's
1: fucking crazy.
2: And I think that I think a big part of and this is the thing that like is kind of worrying me is like what I started to think about is I started to think about like man like Russell Wilson gets hit a lot and like Deshaun Watson gets hit a lot and. You know, Big Ben used to get hit a lot. Yeah, he, Big Ben is injuries? in fact, Big no. Ben is in
0: fact like I, I, nine sacks away from passing Brett Favre as the most yeah. sack quarterback of all time.
2: Yeah, and I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking like, man, like Russell Wilson gets hit a lot, Deshaun gets hit a lot, Big Ben gets hit a lot, but I never once remember a moment where there was so much uncertainty about their health. Like they were either playing or they were not playing. Like either Russell Wilson is hurt, but he's going to play. Or he's not hurt and he's gonna play, or whatever. Like I, uh, Big Ben's playing or he's not playing. You know, Big Ben has a broken foot and a broken nose. He's playing, but they would come out and say it. Like they were like, he's got a broken nose, broken foot. Vontez Burfict messed up his shoulder. He's playing. I can't remember a time where an organization was so weird because they did it with Peyton. That was what I was talking to my one friend about. They yeah. did that with Peyton with his neck injury. Yep. Remember, oh, remember that year. All year long, they were like, "Oh man, Peyton had neck surgery. He's gonna miss the first couple games." And then the season would wear on, and they be like, "Okay, you know, it's they said four weeks, but it's looking like he's probably gonna be back by that fourth week." And then the fourth week would come, what would happen? He's not ready yet. Yep. And then he'd be out another two weeks. And then they come out and they say, "Oh yeah, he's looking better. He's throwing in practice. He wouldn't play." And they literally just they just like 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 hung the cheese in front of their fans throughout the whole year, and they ended up going 2-14. and 14. And then they cut him, just cut him, just get rid of him, and they bring in Andrew Luck. Okay, whatever. Peyton goes on to go to two Super Bowls, win one, and throw for 5,500 yards. So Colts fans are sitting there like, even though Luck did well, Colts fans are looking at what Peyton Manning did like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, we could have just kept Peyton and signed Andrew. What would have prevented that? What
1: would have stopped us from keeping Peyton Manning and signing Andrew Luck? know how much better that would have been for the team overall, too, if they kept exactly. Peyton signing? And then they let Andrew Luck sit behind Peyton Manning for like two, three seasons? Yeah. And then and then they bust him out, and then Man, he fucks ima- shit ima- up?
0: Imagine sitting behind a really good quarterback for a year or two, and then coming out and playing, and then throwing for 50 touchdowns.
1: Pat Mahomes. That's, that's the exact <laughs> That's thing. literally what happens. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: you sit and you learn an offense, as opposed to just throwing throwing him out there to the Wolves like the offensive line for the Colts is what got Peyton hurt
1: yeah because it was so bad because
2: it was so bad that's what got Luck hurt too I mean I remember I remember the first year the year before he got injured they went like 10 and 6 and were like a bubble playoff team and he didn't play particularly well so I guess the reason why I'm saying that is because Colts fans it's, it would be impossible to like take every single one of those fans and sit them down and ask them why were you booing I'm sure some of them were booing because, like, are you kidding me? He's retiring? Like, we're two weeks away from the season. But I also think a large portion of that group that was booing is also booing because this organization has been so dishonest to their fans.
1: Why are you booing Andrew Luck? So (laughs) dishonest. It's... you're you're
2: booing him, but you're not booing him. You're booing because he's going off the field, and the reason he's going off the field is because he's retiring. And you're mad that... You're just upset of everything that has transpired with this team over the last nine years. And it's coming out in... I feel like in the only way that is... As far as, like physically it's not harming like the only person that's going to be hurt by that is andrew luck the only person you piss off a bunch of football players oh he's gonna piss off a lot of football i mean football players don't like fans anyway most of them don't. Most most football players don't like fans. Well, because of shit like that. Well, yeah, because of shit like that and other things. Right. Because fans are... Because
1: fans are pieces of shit.
2: Yeah, fans are, are... But the other thing
1: is... Like gamers, are pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> the problems
0: of anything... I, I, I don't like this narrative that some of our friend football, All football fans are assholes. No, no it's not, the, I don't
1: think all football fans are assholes. I think we're, we're a group of free football fans that aren't assholes. I, I feel like... Okay. There's plenty of them that aren't, but then but every group has its bad eggs you
0: got I mean all gamers are bad most football fans are okay but like, all gamers are bad
1: all gamers are bad
0: no that's why I'm not a gamer. an
1: undeniable fact all I'm not a gamer
0: no fuck them I hate but, gamers but any but, but I uh, talking about fanatics and fans of president. other things like <laughs> anything that you have out there has its fans that go too far you have you have some you put you have someone that likes watching game grumps on YouTube and you have someone that runs a Game Grumps Tumblr, where they
2: write fanfics of Aaron and Dan going at it. That's weird. First of all, Dan writes those. You know, Dan writes them. Dan's the one writing them, and then Aaron uh, Aaron illustrates them. All right, you caught. Yeah. So thing. I watch enough Game Grumps to know Dan. Dan, <laughs> Dan is writing them Game Grumps fanfics. <laughs> but God you, you get what I'm going. You get where I'm going
0: with this. Yeah. this I just, I don't know. I dislike when, uh, other than gamers, I dislike when <laughs> someone shits on an entire fan base of something.
2: Fuck it, gamers. It's definitely, I think the problem is, is just that there's so many football fans. Like, when you grab a big enough group of people, you are going to, just by de facto, you're going to find, mm-hmm. like the people that, in uh, in New England, that were throwing beer in Tyreek Hill's face. Not to say Tyreek didn't deserve beer thrown in his face, given what we know about Tyreek now, but damn! Um, in the moment, it's like wow, that fan's a piece of garbage, like or the fan that tried to, or or in reverse, the
0: fan that at the Chiefs game who shine, shine a laser pointer in Brady's eye.
2: Yeah, which by the way can blind you. Oh like, yeah, like and if it hits you square in the eye, that will blind you. Yeah, it's dangerous. And
0: you know, no TB, no EB, TB twelve helping yeah. blind
2: Brady. Basically, makes a, a living with his eyes. So the fact that you're shining a light in Brady's eyes is literally yeah. like And nothing else, by the way. Nothing else. <laughs> Just his eyes, maybe his maybe his uh right hand. Right. That's not it. I think <laughs> <sighs> to put like a bow on it, I guess, as far as like how I feel about the whole fans booing thing. I in the end, I think a lot of those fans were put in a position where just instinctively, the only thing they could think to do was boo.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the next morning they probably woke. And if they ever think about the things that they actually do, if they're those kind of people, uh, they, five, uh, stages of grief, five stages of grief. Five stages
0: of grief: denial, but, anger, bargaining,
1: something, and they, acceptance. And they, they probably, they probably acceptance. wake up in the morning and they're like, "Man, this man that was shitty." They're also they're also fans in and, Indiana. In Indiana, all they have they're is like corn mid, there.
2: Yeah, they're Midwestern. They're that that area of the country is a lot more wholesome and a lot more down to earth. Right. Than like New York fans. And I think <laughs> all, <laughs> all it all it probably
0: took, I mean it's it, well, when you're in that crowd it's a you you suffer from mob mentality. Let's say one shitty person started booing, then everybody else starts doing it. You know.
1: Right, and I'm sure, like all of them except the one shitty person who started it, probably because they are mad at Andrew Luck. Woke up the next morning, l- listened, or on the way home, listened to Andrew Luck's press conference, and went like, "Damn." Yeah, he and was then done dirty, and then they understood. Yeah, and yeah. the only
2: thing Colts fans should be mad at right now is their organization.
1: That's that's, for, well, that's who I'm mad at. Personally. For being so snide.
2: And Snow dishonest yeah. with, and and like I said, it wasn't even starting with Andrew Luck when Ryan Griggs was there. It was with Peyton. Yep. Constantly lying every single week about him coming back in that season when he had the neck surgery. And they'd show Peyton on the sideline sitting there with his arms crossed. And they'd have the little shot from behind him when you could see the scar on his neck. And every single week on SportsCenter, you'd hear one story about, oh man, he's getting close. He's coming back. He's going to play this year. And he doesn't. And then he didn't.
1: That happened with Andrew Luck for a little bit two years ago as well. Yeah, it did. Hundred percent. What week six or seven? Yeah. And then they were like, and then they were finally like, no, he's going to sit out the rest of the year.
2: Yeah.
1: Same shit. Speaking of sitting out, I guess
2: we'll, we'll continue with this. So Jacoby Brissett is now the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. In a way, it kind of—I mean—he's been playing all preseason long. So yeah. it's, it's not like you get, it's it's like this thing where he's being thrust into a position where he didn't, you know, he doesn't know anything. Oh yeah, He's been with the team for a
0: couple of years. He knows the playbooks and sort of things like that. I just, I saw, a, you know, a, he doesn't have an agent and now everyone's like flocking to him. Yeah, I know. Oh,
2: it's funny. Mm. I saw, I saw a stat the other day where the, the last time Jacoby Brissett started the regular season for the Colts was when Andrew Luck was recovering from sh- uh, shoulder surgery he was sacked 62 times that year last year Andrew luck was sacked 18 times <laughs> so I mean he's going into a pretty good situation where he's like man I'm about to get hit a fifth of the amount of time mm-hmm. that I got hit and honestly like it would okay it would be foolish to think like oh the Colts will be fine
1: like, the Colts are not going to be fine. No, they're not going to be fine. They're going to be okay. Like They still have that defense. My, my projections are probably moving them to around the 8-8 eight eight range. Like, and I had them as the number
0: one seed in the AFC, and so did I, I. got I to knock them down. So did I.
1: I. have to knock them down as well. So they're probably moving down to, like, an 8-8 eight eight team. The Texans are probably going to win that. They? No, no, because no, Bill not.
0: O'Brien's the shit. The
2: Texans suck.
0: The, Bill O'Brien's a shit fest. They don't have a GM. Bill O'Brien. The Jags? I mean, I Lamar Miller, the Jacks to be a wild card team. Lamar Miller tore his ACL. They have a not... I mean, we've never seen Duke Johnson as an every down back. Maybe he could be an every down back. But then you have talks of Bill O'Brien wanting to trade uh, another high draft pick for uh, another running back uh, for Melvin Gordon. Like a, I think they were saying like a... A second or a third for Melvin Gordon? Mm-hmm. So, you're letting Bill O'Brien, one of your worst coaches in history, trade away all your draft picks and ruin your future because Bill O'Brien's worried about now and not getting fired? Ugh. The Texans are going to be a dumpster fire this year, dude. Outside of Deshaun. And we we want to talk about franchises wasting their young talent. Oh, my the, oh, God. The Texans? Yeah. They're, if it wasn't for the Colts lying about their injuries... The Texans would be number one. They are absolutely destroying Deshaun Watson's chance, destroying DeAndre Hopkins. People don't want to argue that DeAndre Hopkins is one of the, is the best wide receiver in the league. There, there are people that won't that won't argue that because of the direction of the team and how not good they are.
1: He's when the only starting, like almost every rep wide receiver that has not dropped a pass.
0: No one cares. They didn't go to the playoffs, or when they made the playoffs, they get blown out. Who cares? Who Which, cares by the about way, this team? Is
1: like I think probably about number three on the Sounds list like of me. like the most important things mm-hmm. a receiver needs to do: not drop the ball. Who like,
0: cares? Who cares? They can't win a playoff game. DeAndre Hopkins isn't a top wide receiver. That's why. That's why we uh, talk about uh, you know Antonio Brown or or Julio Jones who can't catch a touchdown pass or oh when people snippety.
2: bring up Julio. Oh, man, that's the first thing I say. Oh, hey. I'm like, did you watch two years ago when they played the the Eagles in the playoffs? And Ooh. people were like, whoa, what do you mean? I'm like, you mean that time when, you know, the Falcons were trying to get back to the Super Bowl and Julio Jones was in the corner of the end zone getting covered by, oh, I don't know, who cares? Because they had fallen down and he's about two feet taller than him. And a pass from Matt Ryan hit him right in the hands. Right in the hands. Mm-hmm. And he dropped it. Yeah, that Julio. Yeah, Julio's good. Julio, no. Julio's not the top receiver in the NFL. He's really good.
0: No, he's in the conversation, but he's not. I would have you know, DeAndre Hopkins I have up there. Odell, just because of acrobatics you have up there and athleticism. He would be similar to DeAndre if he didn't make a name for himself with that one-handed catch thing and become the face of the league. But because he became the face of the league, everybody in Europe loves him because he does the soccer stuff people recognize his talent more than DeAndre. Like Only football fans seem to recognize that DeAndre Hopkins is good. Right. People who aren't football fans are like, I know Odell Beckham! And it's I'm not, also, not trying to say Odell's not English, good.
1: Dude, the vid, the little snippet of Stephen A. Smith's voice that you guys just heard was his top five receivers going into the 2019 season. His number one was Julio fucking Jones. That's
0: just, that's T.N.T. DeAndre is number two. That's just bad. Yeah, Michael Thomas is number four, dude. I've seen people not put Michael Thomas in their top five, bruh.
1: Real bruh hours. Devonte Adams retweeted that because neither him nor Antonio Brown was in that list, <laughs> and he was like, "What the fuck are you smoking? <laughs> <laughs> Who the two guys in the list: Odell and Odell's Ooh. in the list. Uh, let me hold on. Let me pull it back up. I'll tell you exactly what his list was. You give me just a second here.
2: <laughs> First of all, Devonte Adams is in the on the list. He's on the list
1: oh he said he said sniffing glue as a response to this let me uh let me pull this up real quick okay but anyway the idea is is that DeAndre plays in a state that has the Cowboys in it all right his number five was Tyree kill number four Michael Thomas number three Odell number two DeAndre Hopkins number one Julio Jones. For the wait, record, wait, Julio wait, Jones that, is not in my top again? five anymore. Uh Tyreek Hill, Michael Thomas, Odo Beckham, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones. For the record, Tyreek Hill is not in my top five wide receivers. Neither is Odo Beckham Jr.
0: I think Odell's in the top five. As a Chiefs fan, I want to put Tyreek in the top five, but he's it's not really, it's really interesting because I mean
2: he,
1: he He's not he's not diverse enough, bud.
2: Huh?
1: Like, what do you a, he's, mean he's not diverse he's, enough? He's
2: he's, div- he's He's diverse. He's the most diverse. He's diverse of a player. Right. Like, when you're talking about, like, receiving. Yeah. Like, it took him. Like, Chris Carter talks about it a lot. Like, Tyreek is still relying on just the fact that he could do everything faster than everybody. Yeah. So, like, Tyreek can run a simple. Tyreek can have a very simple. Once he's out running a route. Tyreek Hill can have a really simple route tree. That he asks, that he gets asked to run, but there's nothing you can do about it because he's the fastest man in the NFL, and all Pat Mahomes has to do is just pretend like there's a trash can out on the 20 yard line and throw it at it, <laughs> and Tyree can get to it, no matter where he lines up. You and know, and that's
1: a, and that's a big chunk of what makes him so just, good.
2: And the thing about Odell. I've talked a lot of trash about Odell on this show even before he was a Brown. So I just want to be consistent. I've never <laughs> I've never liked Odell Beckham Jr. Just, all right, all right. Here it comes. I've never liked Odell. Okay.
0: The man I know. The
2: man hasn't played football in 9 months. The Giants actually were better offensively when he was hurt. That is a fact.
0: Damn son, they were
2: offensively statistically better. When you got them. You got them. Read receipts. Yeah, when Odell was off the field, they averaged more yards per game. Eli was averaging more passing yards per game. His completion percentage went up, mm-hmm. and they won more games. Mm-hmm. When Odell was hurt, mm. can we please, like, wait to put him back in like, in the stratosphere, <sighs> like the top receivers in the NFL in some order? Are DeAndre, Devontae, and Michael Thomas. And then you can argue about four and five all you want. I don't, whoever you want to put there. If you want to put Odell at five, that's fine. If you want to put Antonio Brown at five, you can. He's going to get a chance to prove that it wasn't just Ben Roethlisberger, that he was actually really well, good. He's got to
0: find a helmet first. He's got to
2: find a helmet first. You could put, hell, you could put Mike Evans in that category. If you look at Mike Evans' statistics, he's kind of in the similar boat as DeAndre. He's just not a winner. He puts up monstrous numbers. He's just not on a winning franchise. Mm -hmm. Especially with a way more inconsistent quarterback. But like, man, like I understand Odell's good. I understand he can catch passes with his hands tied behind his back. I get it. I under I know. I know he's good. I don't want to see him in a top five list until he comes back and plays more than eight games in a season.
0: (laughs) He has had injury issues we'll see if we'll see what happens. He's got a better quarterback thrown to him now. That's true. Better organization. I uh, better defense. I don't know, just everything about the Browns organization compared to the way the Giants are at this moment is a lot better in every single way and we'll see how Odell benefits or doesn't benefit from that or if he can stay healthy. That's my biggest thing with him. I still think he's a top 5 receiver when healthy and I think that needs to that's why I can't put him in the top three. You know he's not top
2: three. Do you know what my concern with him the is the top three is pretty like
1: Yeah. It's pretty he, consistent.
2: all three of those guys have some like DeAndre, Devontae, and Michael Thomas each of them have their own unique like statistic that you could slap on them and be like, holy shit. Like DeAndre Hopkins didn't drop a pass last year. That's mind boggling. Like Michael Thomas like when Drew Brees targets him, has a damn near perfect QBR rating.
1: Yeah. And it's a lot. Devontae Adams
0: leads the league in touchdown receptions. Yeah.
1: yeah with, he did it without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Which is is a mind boggling statistic. Yeah. Doing that with
0: Julio Jones, Aaron? it's not hard to catch a touchdown. Look at it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm
2: saying about like Devontae and Julio. Like, I think we did that in the one episode when when we were talking about it with Corey. Yeah. I was like, Devontae Adams was targeted in the end zone twice as much as the next best guy and still caught damn near, like, what was it 15, 16 touchdowns last year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Despite being targeted as much, twice as much, being basically the only guy they had, and operating in an inv- in an area where it's ridiculously hard Which is in the red zone.
1: Yeah, I mean like you look at the Packers receiving core last year, it was two young guys who weren't fully formed to the team yet. Devontae Adams, because Drama Allison was hurt, and then and then a washed up Jimmy Graham.
2: Yeah.
0: Still sleeping.
1: (laughs) Still sleeping though. (laughs) He's exploding this year.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's he's been sleeping so long, he's just gonna he's gonna be well rested. Oh, dude, he's gonna be so well rested
1: coming into this year blow up. They don't even fucking need him anymore. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you don't need him. Just send him out there.
1: Should have le- drafted TJ Hawkinson.
2: Send him as a No. Your draft was good.
1: It was a very good draft though. Your draft I'm, was I'm very good. happy about it. Defense so. looking good as fuck. I hope so. Oh man, that backfield. <laughs> oh, sweet baby cheese.
2: You guys have a good defensive backfield if they all stay healthy.
1: That's the problem.
2: Kevin King and Jairi and Josh mm-hmm. Jackson and mm-hmm. Darnell Savage, the rookie, and mm-hmm. uh Adrian Amos. Guys got a good uh You and the Bears basically swapped safeties Yeah In the end of the day Based on where you started last year Ha Ha started on the Packers Adrian Amos was a Bear And then they just swapped Now Ha Ha's a Bear And Adrian's a Packer I wish the best for him And I hate that he's on that fucking team It was so funny when he got shipped over to Washington Because at the moment That he got sent to Washington He was like the second highest graded safety He was And DJ Swearinger Who was on the Redskins Was number one And then the second he got there They both plummeted Like, they both, like, dropped out of, like, the top 20 at their own position, and it was really, really funny. That's why when the move first happened, because remember when we were doing that episode, and we were all like, man, like, man, the Redskins are really good. Remember when we did that episode? Kinda. When they were, like, four and three? Yeah, kinda. We were like, damn. Well, then Alex Smith died.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Alex Smith did his best Joe Theismann impression. (laughs) Can
2: I tell you the best thing I've ever heard about uh, Alex Smith? Yeah, go for it. Uh, It was in the book that I bought a couple months ago uh, by Warren Sharp, his football preview. I can't remember the name of the player that he brought up. But he he was this old, old running back. I think he used to play for – he might have played for the Chiefs like way, way back. For some reason, the Chiefs are popping into my mind that he played for. I don't remember who, though. And uh, he was quoted one day in saying – talking to his coach – And he was saying, Coach, if you need two yards, I'll get you three. If you need four yards, I'll get you three. (laughs) Man, is that Alex Smith. (laughs) Like, Mm. who? I read that. I'm like, that is the best comparison. Hey, Alex, we need ten yards. I'll get you five. (laughs) That's, a- Alex, that's, we,
1: we need ten. I get you five.
0: That that's what Alex Smith is.
1: He did a really good job of being Pat Mahomes' third dad.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: His Pat Mahomes' first dad is his actual dad. His second dad's Andy Reid, and his <laughs> third dad was Alex Smith. Mahomes and my three dads.
2: <laughs> it it does it worry you how heavily featured he's being. In like a lot of NFL, yes, publicity.
1: It would worry worry me. Is it it bothering you? Is it scaring you? Like I'm start, I'm
2: starting to get worried. Like he's in everything. He's
0: in everything. One MVP, and he's on all the billboards in New York for the the sunglasses. He's in Head and Shoulders commercials with Troy Polamalu. He's the face of this and that the NFL the Madden the NFL one hundred covers that all talk about him and ah man. What happens if he goes out and hurts himself? What happens? I don't want Tyler ThinkPen again.
2: (laughs) Is he on the roster? No. Should call him.
0: No, it's uh uh Chase Daniel? Yeah, Chase Daniel. No, 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 no. It's the fucking who's that Michigan? Michigan. Yeah, it was a Michigan quarterback. Corn. Chad Henney.
2: Chad Henney. Yeah, that's your backup. Chad Henney's still in the sh- league.
0: Well, let me let me double check. Holy shit! Hold on, let me check. I I could be completely wrong. Uh, Chiefs depth chart. Chiefs quarterback depth chart. Did Filling you see in dead air again?
2: Sp- speaking of. Uh, Pat Mahomes. We started with Andrew Luck. Did you see the little video? It had no audio at all. It was just a little video of uh, the preseason game right before the Steelers when the Chiefs and the Steelers played, and Andy Reid walks over to Pat and like whispers in his ear, and someone tweeted that that little video and put the caption of, you tried that Andrew Luck shit, I'll kill you.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, it is Chad Henney. And then we got uh, our third quarterback is some guy named Chase Litton.
2: Let's, can we not – I'm not even a, a, a Chiefs fan. Can we not talk this into existence? Can we just pretend this is like the beginning of last year where we didn't know about Mahomes? Where I was like very
1: skeptical. Yeah, before he completed a pass without looking. <laughs> I, I kept making fun of Matt and going like, he's going to bust. Matt was getting all sad. I don't know if I, – I don't want to be superstitious about it, but man,
2: like whenever this stuff happens with a player – I get so nervous. I get
1: so nervous. Yeah, this happened with RG three. Yeah, and then like it happened with RG three. It it took a, I think it took another year, but then like he died. Well, yeah, he had declined. Now RG three runs kind of
0: runs more than Mahomes. Mahomes right. looks to throw
1: the ball and not get hit. I think Mahomes is set up to be the kind of quarterback that will be fine. Yeah, in these kind of scenarios, and I'm not actually that worried. Besides it being really funny, and I'm a little worried. Now I'm, You should be as a Chiefs fan But I'm not a Chiefs fan And I can sit from the back And be like Yeah he'll be fine People in Kansas City
2: Are, are gonna like lobby For the Hunt family To Take Pat Mahomes And put him in Like a bubble house Where everything is just covered in Bubble wrap And he wears a, like a One of them sanitation masks
1: So he can't get sick
0: Not allowed to play basketball, baseball, can't go out, can't do anything.
1: But then he can't turn off a light with a tomahawk.
0: God, that was so
1: good. (laughs) Why? Why? Literally every viral video that happens, he's good at literally everything.
2: (laughs) Like, why? It was insane. Like, him playing basketball, I almost crapped myself. I'm like, Mm. he's doing, like, spin moves and layups and stuff. He's out in the golfing range just crushing (laughs) drivers. And he's like, "Oh, I can't play sports anymore because of my contract. Best just play Call of Duty." And he hits a light switch with a tomahawk and kills the lights.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so mad. He's that kind of breed of person that is just like just good the at things. Athlete. He's just good at things. Yeah.
2: He's kind of like you. You two. The two of you aren't going to know who this is. He was in old, not old, but he was like in in the 80s and 90s. He was this wrestler named Mister Perfect. I knew Mr. Perfect is. His name was know. Kurt Henning. His name was, but he was called Mr. Perfect. This is when, and he would literally make videos of himself doing anything, and he could he could literally do anything. Like they were like, "Hey, hit a half court shot." He they he'd walk into a gym, they'd hand him a basketball, and he'd hit a half court shot. Mm. They take him on a football field, and they make him kick a forty yard field goal, and he could do it. He could like, it was like insane. Like he could do anything, and. Uh, he would walk out. Oh God, Matt Show and Justin something.
1: Can can we talk about how much I fucking hate Aaron Rodgers' mustache? By the way, uh, Aaron Rodgers' mustache is rough.
0: I, I mean, he's this in this costume. He's just doing his best. Uh, ben Ben Ben. What? A- what what's his, what's the actor? No, no, no. The actor Ben. How? something about Mary Meet the Fockers. Oh, Ben Stiller. Yeah, he's just doing his Ben Stiller impression right here. because That's Ben Stiller in his movie. There's a picture from Instagram on Packers where the Packers are doing a Happy Gilmore thing and Andrew Luck is dressed as the Ben Stiller nurse character that tries to kill Adam Sandler's grandmother. Right. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I saw that, but like, his mustache is still really bad. Well, yeah.
0: Maybe he did it for this costume. He's going to shave it.
1: But I he's, he's had gonna. it
0: the entire I season. I know, I know. <laughs> it's he so He bad. was... He was Feeling dangerous uh,
2: <laughs> But yeah Pat Mahomes is the Mr. The Perfect of the NFL back. That's all i was saying He is he He's really the Mr. Is. Perfect of the NFL all right, all right, Mr. Perfect, well, uh... Mr. Perfect used to walk out During his entrance And spit his gum out And smack it out of midair <laughs> Every time He never missed
0: Oh my god He's fucked
2: up Or like uh, I think the one time He like He used to come out With like a towel Around his shoulder I think he used to do This thing where He would like He'd get into the ring and like throw it in the air and like just like pose and it would land on his shoulder. All right. Well, okay. That's Pat Mahomes.
0: Okay. Well, Mahomes is either going to get injured or never win a Super Bowl. I don't know.
2: What's stopping him?
0: Oh, God. Bad defense. The the Kansas City Chiefs legacy.
1: (laughs) No, honestly, the only thing that was stopping him last year is bad defense. And the fact they scored zero
2: points in the first half. That's a thing that happened. Well, that happened to well, yeah,
0: it all could, the losses last that, year. Mahomes had rough first halves and then came back. You can
1: do that against the Patriots if your defense is good and still come back. With that talented of an offense, if your defense was any good,
0: that's the thing. If the defense improves and Mahomes gets rid of his first half jitters in big games, like, that, that's that's the my biggest knock on him was the biggest games of the season he had first half
2: jitters.
1: Mhm. And and that no, that was his first season as a starter. Now there was a so couple, hopefully a lot of that goes away coming into this. Year. We
2: watched that Monday night game against the Broncos, which was supposed to be like his first big test, and like him and like the Broncos did not go away in that game. And we watched it. Case Keenum is an overthrow of Emmanuel Sanders away from beating Pat Mahomes
0: yeah, again. That like was actually bad defense and rough first half play for Mahomes again. It's just how it happened. No one remembers, because the Chiefs won that game, no one remembers how shaky that first half was. Big first primetime game for Mahomes in Mile High. Everyone remembers the comeback, the taking of the lead again, the left-handed pass. Mm-hmm. Like so That's all anyone ever remembers It talks about. But yeah, one overthrow because of another rough first half and extremely poor defensive play. One overthrow from losing that game. Right.
1: Yeah, but hopefully he shakes a lot of those jitters out now. It's his second year fully starting.
2: He's on the Madden he's, cover.
1: Right, he's on the Madden cover. He's this year Big he's got to
2: throw 52 touchdowns.
1: He won't get even close to that number. He but, might. who knows?
2: All right, we're going to do the NFC West now.
1: Yeah, let's do that.
0: Oh, uh, We don't want to talk about the other news of the NFL. Does it matter? Lamar Miller tore his ACL. No. He's a bum. Um. Other thing, that was an um, that's the second um, that's a third one. You'll have to cut all of this, Justin.
1: And I'm going to leave it in. (laughs) No, this is the time I wanted you to cut it. You don't get to choose what I do.
0: Sorry, God. (laughs) 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 I was scrolling through the top news posts on our NFL for the week, and admittedly the first page and a half was all Andrew Luck. Then you start getting it. Oh, Josh Gordon! Josh Gordon reinstated. He's in practice pads. Woo! Start your Gordons, everybody! Oh, uh, really?
2: Yeah. Did you just say start your Gordons. Hell yes. yeah, dude!
1: That's hype. I hope that he he does super good. I'm really I'm really pulling for him actually.
2: You're trying to say you're okay with people smoking weed? Oh no. Players
1: some... getting
2: caught with cocaine.
1: Hold on. Brock Osweiler visited the Colts today. Oh, God. I I wanted to let you all know that real quick.
2: (laughs) I hate Brock Osweiler. Same. God, I hate Brock Osweiler. I will thank him, though, for that one game against the Steelers when he took over for Peyton Manning when he threw four touchdowns in the first half and then two interceptions in the second half, and we came back and won. That was a fun game. That was a fun game to watch as a Steelers fan. But... Excuse me, while I'm chewing. I've been eating this entire time. You didn't know that.
0: Who's been eating? Kuiper's has I'm going
2: to do... We're doing the NFC West today. Our last two divisions in projections. We didn't do one last week because Matt wasn't here. But... Now
0: we're doing one that Corey's not here. Man, this just feeds into the narrative that we don't care about Corey.
2: Anyway... (laughs) Now what we're going to do is I'm going to do mine first, and then you two can go, and then I'm going to read Corey's. Okay, that'll work. I can't give context to Corey's, which kind of sucks, because Corey's context in his picks is always really fun and probably better than anybody's. Right. But, I mean, Matt's are pretty good. Matt always does some goofy, weird stuff with, like, Week six, 17. Like, these three teams are all tied for the division. Two of them win. And that loss against the Raiders in Week 3 determined it. They have the same... They got the same strength of schedule. They got the same div- same opponents. They got the same non-conference record. They have the same yards. Same touchdowns. They got to flip a coin for the playoffs. <laughs> anyway, starting with me, I have the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I'm not going in any particular order. Um, I have the Seahawks going 9-7, um, which I think is kind of just perpetually what they're going to be until they either A, yep. fix their offensive line, or B, Pete Carroll's not the coach anymore. Yep. Because Russell Wilson's good enough to win nine games by himself, but the rest of that team is inconsistent and subpar enough to lose seven. Uh, they start off with a win against the Bengals, no crap. Uh, but then they lose two games at Steelers, which is going to be a tough place to play early. Um, And then against the Saints... They beat the Cardinals, they lose to the Rams. They do they have not been even before the Rams were good, Russell Wilson's just always struggled against the Rams. Yeah. Um beat the Browns, beat the Ravens, lose to the Falcons, beat the Buccaneers, beat the 49ers. So they're actually like pretty okay. Um at the bye week. They're six and three. Doing okay. They come back out with a loss to the Eagles. Uh beat the Vikings, lose to the Rams, so they're swept by the Rams. Uh lost to the Panthers, they lose to the Cardinals. Uh, and at the final game of the season beating the 49ers to go nine and seven three and three in the division not good enough especially in the NFC for a wild card spot so I have Seattle outside of the playoffs um fun fact every single year since 1990 four new teams have made the playoffs every single year yeah so you gotta keep this so I, I try to like keep that in mind mm-hmm. whenever I do this um speaking of new teams in the playoffs San Francisco 49ers, who are quite possibly the most unlucky team in the NFL, when you consider the fact that they were top 10 in offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency last year, and they were one of only two teams in history since that stat's been tracked to not make the playoffs. Since that's been a thing. Mm-hmm. So like if you top in if you're top ten offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. Only two teams have ever done that and not made the playoffs. Both happened last year. One was the 49ers, the other was the Steelers. Fuck my life.
0: That's how it
2: goes. The 49ers were were so uh the problem was their turnovers. I think they were like minus t- over like like over minus 25 in turnover differential. But they get Jimmy G back, they had a really good off season, add a lot of good pieces. They started out 4 and 0. With wings against the Buccaneers, Bengals. They beat the Steelers, beat the Browns. But then they lose two back-to-back games at the Rams and a head-scratcher against the Redskins. It's probably just like a bad game for Jimmy Garoppolo. They rebound with two wins against the Panthers and the Cardinals. Lose to the Seahawks, beat the Cardinals. So they sweep the Cardinals. Um, Lose to the Packers, and what I think is going to be a really interesting game with Jimmy Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Beat the Ravens, lose to the Saints. It's It's in New Orleans. Uh beating the Falcons and Rams, losing to the Seahawks at the end of the year. I originally had this team winning the division, but I pulled back on them like just slightly like, like just one game. Uh, had them at 10 and 6, 3 and 3 in the division, the sixth seed in uh in the NFC. The Arizona Cardinals, man. I really don't know what to think about the Arizona Cardinals. I do. Like a part of me is really, really thinking. Because a lot of the people I follow on Twitter are telling me, they're like, nah, man, Cliff Kingsbury's hiding stuff. Cliff Kingsbury ain't going to show his hand this early. But, like, man, you got a rookie quarterback playing. You got three rookie wideouts. You got a brand new system. Don't you kind of want to know it works against actual people? Not in practice? Nah, son. And, Kyler Murray's had four drives this preseason that have gone for negative yardage. I don't know, man. I just don't know. They start off really, really bad. Uh, they lose one, two, three, four, five, six, six games in a row to start the season. They finally beat the Giants because after week three everybody's going to beat the Giants. Damn. Um, lose to the Saints, lose to the 49ers, beat the Buccaneers, lose to the 49ers. So they're in rough, rough shape. But after the bye week, things start to click a little bit for Kyler Murray and for Cliff Kingsbury. They beat the Rams, which is the shocker probably of the entire season. As far as like where they are at that point, Right. Arizona beats the Rams. They also beat the Steelers, and we talked about that in my AFC North predictions. That's going to be what the Steelers do to make me sad this year and prevent them from getting a one seed overall in the AFC. Um, they beat the Browns. And they beat the Seahawks. So they come out of their bye week and win four games in a row. The Arizona Cardinals do. However, they end the season against the Rams in New Orleans or in Los Angeles when the Rams are desperately trying to stay ahead of the 49ers, who they had just lost to the week prior. That's my little that's my little drama at the end of the 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 season for the NFC West. Uh but they win that game. The Cardinals go six and ten, two and four, which leaves the Los Angeles Rams going 10 and six four and two in the division. I still think they pull back a lot. I mean we're talking going from 13 and three and the first overall or second overall seed to going 10 and six and tying with a team in your own division. Um, I think the Rams last year got absolutely punked in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it probably has some form of effect on them. Because in the back of their minds, they're gonna be thinking, "Well, yeah, we could score a lot of points, but like, man, like we got bullied against both—not even just them. Like the Bears whipped their ass in that Sunday night game. Yeah, and a lot of people feel like had, you know, uh, well, I can't remember the name of the kicker's name from Chicago last year. Um,
0: oh man, you made me blink on it too. Yeah, we made fun of him for the doink, the double doink or whatever.
2: But had he made that field goal against Philly? Like, a lot of people think Chicago goes to the Super Bowl because they had already beaten the Rams, beaten them badly. And, I mean, if you match up good against the Rams, you're going to match up good against the Saints, who hadn't been playing particularly well, at least offensively. Towards the end of towards, the season. Towards the end of the season. So that's a big thing. You know, the Rams are kind of in the state of mind where they they might be questioning themselves. So they go 10-6. and six. They start off rough 1-2. and two. They lose to the Saints and the Browns to start the year. So they start off one and two, beat the Buccaneers, Seahawks, 49ers, Falcons, Bengals. They rebound nicely by week. They continue their win streak, beating the Steelers in Pittsburgh, but then they lose to the bears. That sneaky thing that's going to happen with them. And the bears beat the Ravens. They lose to the Cardinals, as I already mentioned, beat the Seahawks. But then they have this two game stretch where they are at Dallas and at San Francisco. So two teams that are desperately trying to get into the playoffs. They lose both games. And the season comes down to whether or not they beat the Cardinals in Week 17. They do. They go 10 and 6, 4 and 2 in the division. They get the fourth overall seed in the NFC. All right, it's my NFC West.
0: That's your NFC West.
2: So I'm a little pulling back a little bit on the Rams. Not so bullish on the 49ers, and I feel like Arizona is going to surprise me.
0: All right. Well, I don't think Arizona's going to surprise me. I have them going the big two and 14. Ooh, big two and fourteen. Yeah. I, I just I don't see them maybe they find a way to get it to click like you said after the bye week. But so I, you,
2: you've been like real like you've watched them play this preseason and you're like, nah. Yeah. Like this just, doesn't look I I just don't
0: I don't feel it. I'm not getting it I'm not getting them vibes. I think they'll click and have some good offensive moments, but it's not gonna be enough. It's it's just not gonna be enough for me. And I have them going two and fourteen I have their only wins of the season coming against the Buccaneers and the Forty ers right before their bye week. They so they win two in a row right before their bye week and then they just lose out the rest of the way. Like they, they they try and they try. It's just not good enough. I I don't think they have enough talent around Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. David Johnson, you're not 100% sure what you get with him after sort of subpar last year. Larry Johnson, old.
2: Larry Fitzgerald. What
0: a... Chiefs running back's on the brain. Larry Fitzgerald, you're right. Larry Fitzgerald, old. Larry Johnson, also old. Not in the league anymore. No. <laughs> yeah. So, they're going to go 2-14. and 14. I just... I don't see it working this year. And if it does, maybe... I'd like to be proven wrong. You know, let it happen. Let them play well. Show me something. I just don't think it's going to happen. I It can't.
2: All right. Fair enough.
0: And then I think the Rams are, after getting punked and getting sucker punched in the face, they're reeling. They can't do it. Hmm. I'm not all in on the Rams at all this year. Maybe McVeigh proves me wrong again. NFC West is a division about proving me wrong. Okay, I have the Rams going eight and eight. Wow, damn mm-hmm. that
2: hang that uh, that Super Bowl hangover thick.
0: It's not often you make the playoffs the year after losing the Super Bowl. Okay, it doesn't happen often. In fact, it's only happened with the Patriots in recent memory. That's right. It's true. Yeah. You lose the playoffs, you get a worse Super Bowl hangover because you didn't win. It's hard to remake the playoffs after winning the Super Bowl. It's even harder after losing the Super Bowl. I don't know what the exact stats are, but I'd like to go through and see how many teams that lost the Super Bowl made the playoffs the next year.
2: Well, it's going to be construed because you're going to have some years where the Patriots lost, and obviously they make it.
0: Well, yeah, maybe... Exclude the Patriots. Excluding the Patriots, I want to look into that. Because in recent memory, I, even, I know the Seahawks didn't make it the year after they lost. The Bears didn't make it the year after the Colts beat them. Uh,
2: Atlanta and Philly both made it.
0: Atlanta well, didn't make won. the playoffs.
2: Yeah, they did because they, they, I was just saying, they lost to Philly. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. They barely Philly, made it. Philly won, though. Yeah, Philly won. This they did. They it. barely made it. Yeah. Atlanta beat the Rams, and that was it. And then they lost to Philly in the uh, divisional round. Okay, okay. So they it's not so much that they don't make it. It's that you usually don't get back. You don't get as far okay, the final year.
0: All right, that, maybe that's more fair. Anyway, I have them going 8-8. Eight and eight. I have them dropping their first three games before getting wins against the Buccaneers and the Seahawks. They drop to the 49ers. Then they beat the Falcons and Bengals. They come out of their bye week, lose to the Steelers. I have them actually beating the Bears in the regular season. They go on a little three-game uh, streak, trying to regain momentum, beating the Bears, Ravens, and Cardinals before a three-game slide where two of them in division, losing to the Seahawks, the Cowboys, then the 49ers, and beating the Cardinals in the last week of the season to go 8-8, eight and eight, which nowhere close to the playoffs. In second place in the division, I have the 49ers.
2: Not making the same mistake you did last year. Would you have them going like twelve and four?
0: I think I had them like even higher than that. I wonder if I wonder if I can if I check mark all this out. Check mark all that out. Is there if I scroll? Do, is last year's?
2: No, I don't have it. Ah,
0: damn it! That I got been... I got rid of it. I would have been sick if it was in there because I could like look at to see how bad.
2: I believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. I can't help it, but
0: not as much as I did last year. He got to ooch owie. He got to oof ouch my shoulder knee. CL knee. It was <laughs> shoulder my shoulder first. CL. It was a shoulder the first time, ACL the second time. Anyway, I have the 49ers going 10 and 6. Most notably, though, I have them going 5 and 1 in division.
2: Really? Yes. So you're thinking that they, their big thing is they just can't win outside of the NFC West?
0: Exactly. Okay. I have them beating the Buccaneers, beating the Bengals, losing to the Steelers. Bye week, losing to the Browns, beating the Rams, beating the Redskins, losing to the Panthers, beating the Cardinals, beating the Seahawks, losing to the Cardinals, losing to the Packers, beating the Ravens, losing to the Saints, and beating the Falcons, beating the Rams, beating the Seahawks. Ten and six, five and one in division. So they only win five out of division games. They, I think, with tiebreakers, they end up as a wild card team. But I don't know if they can win the wild card game just based on stats or not and then in first place i got the seattle seahawks surprise surprise i am a seattle seahawks stan sometimes i really like russell wilson a lot like a lot
1: me too but like what else on that team makes them chris carson
0: an improved offensive line and an average defense
1: I hope so, but... Have them
0: going 11-5. And, five. and he, the, the big special, if you want to twist it into anything... No, no, it's not even really a special, because they lose to the 49ers in the last week of the season while the 49ers are fighting for playoff contention, but that's puts them in 11-5. There's no tiebreaker coming in the last week in this division. I just got the Seahawks winning. All right. Yeah, beat the Bengals, lose the Steelers, beat Saints Cardinals. Their losses come against the Steelers. They lose to the Rams once, because they always do losing to the 49ers, losing to the Panthers and then the 49ers again. So they, they get swept by the 49ers, but win more games and win the division. Hmm. that's how I feel. That's how it goes. So it is written, so it shall
1: be. All right. Well, in the bottom bottom of my predictions here, to nobody's surprise, do I have the Arizona Cardinals here.
2: My, I'm surprised.
1: I have them going 2-14. and 14. They're bad. And I, you, you need to... Fam, I need you to really take a long look at this and think what is going on with this team and what they have. Because the answer is nothing. They have Dave Johnson. Kind of. Larry's old. You have an unproven coach with an unproven quarterback. In the NFL. You have three rookie receivers you have nothing you have a still not good offensive line that was not addressed they brought in j.r Sweezy great you know that was
2: pretty good that's it they got Marcus Gilbert who lost his job to our backup yep they they're doing all right they made moves they made two transactions on the
1: offensive line that needed like a full overhaul yeah, but they got those receivers. They do.
2: They're just gonna. Th- all Kyler is gonna do is just throw the ball the second he gets it. Never gonna get touched.
1: God, he's gonna throw
2: like. He's also gonna throw a lot of pick sixes. Yeah, he's because gonna... DBs are gonna jump the routes. Right.
1: He, he's gonna throw like fucking probably like three, four pick sixes this year. Watch. I, I don't see them doing anything at all. I don't know that I have them uh, beating the Bengals because they're also a bad team, and I have them beating beating the Browns because it'll be funny. Ha!
2: 14. Wow, dude! I also have Arizona beating the Browns.
1: Wow! As part of that
2: little like, oop, something clicked. Little stretch of their season you where they are... win five games.
1: You guys are mean. I just think it'd be funny. I don't know.
2: I also have them beating the Steelers because I at some point need
1: to be upset and angry on this show.
0: Oh god, I can't wait for that.
1: Next, I have the Seattle Seahawks going nine and seven. Which once again, jumping off of what Kuiper said here, I feel like is where they perpetually will be until they address everything that is actually wrong with their team. Um, I have them beating the Bengals, losing to the Steelers, uh, beating beating the Saints, which will be the last game that the Saints lose that year, and the Cardinals. <laughs> I have them uh losing losing to Rams and Browns, beating the Ravens, losing to the Falcons, beating the bucks because they're bad. Losing to the 49ers, uh, beating the Eagles out of their bye. Losing to the Vikings, beating the Rams. Losing to the Panthers, and then winning their last two against the Cardinals and Niners. 9-7-4-2 in the division. It's pretty okay. Not enough to make the playoffs. Not, no, no, no. 9-7 is not anywhere good enough. No, no, no. They're short. They're short. Yeah. Then, you've got, in, in second place, we have the Rams. Hey, you're buying in! He's buying the the Garopponino. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why when I get there.
0: Okay. You took my meme from me.
2: Justin! Gra- took the meme from you. Hey,
1: Justin! I'm recording. Anyway. Uh, the Rams, I have them uh, starting off week one, losing to the Panthers. A little gut punch for them coming out of the Super Bowl, and I, I think they will get whacked. By who? By the Panthers week one. Oh, you think so? I think they will get just positively whacked, and they're like, they're just reeling. They're like, no, we're bad now. Then they rattle off a four-game win streak, starting off with a a revival win against the Saints, then beating the Browns, Bucks, and Seahawks, all in a row. Then they go up against the 49ers for the first time and get thwacked (laughs) in what, what will... In, in the opposite storyline, there be is Jimmy Garoppolo finally getting his shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, then losing to the Falcons, beating the Bengals, uh, beating the Steelers out of their bye just to make them sad. Mm. Uh, beating the Bears as a little little revenge for last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, losing to the Ravens, beating the Cardinals, losing to Seahawks, beating the Cowboys, losing to 49ers, beating the Cardinals. So they get out their their midseason stride, and they just start p- ping-ponging back and forth. Okay. As if they rattle off, like, a pretty good, you know, set of games. Mm-hmm. They end up 10-6, 3-3 in the division. Now we have the 49ers. And along with Matt, I have them going 5-1 in the division. My boy. Um, I have them going 11-5. Okay. Now, the season doesn't technically start off easy for them. Not for, as far as matchup goes, because they're playing bad teams. Right. But the way I see it is that they absolutely bare minimum squeak out wins against the Bucks and Bengals. Like, they won those games but it didn't look good. Okay, Garoppolo didn't look good. He looked shook. Mm-hmm. He just went through a, a, like a bad injury, right? And you hear a lot of players talking about how when this happens to them and then they first come back and this also happened to Andrew Luck, by the way, last year where you come back and you're a little shaken up and you're not like there yet. You hasn't the football rhythm hasn't clicked for you yet, and you're still scared of getting hurt again. Right? And that shows through when they play their first good team of the season, the Steelers, and they get crushed by them. Okay. And they go into their bye week and they face another another pretty good team in the Browns and get crushed by them.
2: So now people all everybody's selling their 49 er stock.
1: Right. And then they go they go up against the Rams. And it finally hits for Jimmy Garoppolo. And he becomes the Jimmy Garoppolo that that came into the 49ers two years ago, and he just makes shit happen. They win the next six games in a row. Okay. Beating the Rams, Redskins, Panthers, Cardinals, Seahawks, Cardinals again, and the Packers. It will, be, will probably be a very exciting game. Then I have them uh, reeling back a little bit, losing against the Ravens and Saints. Then beating the Falcons and cementing a sweep on the Rams. And at this point they've already locked the division. But they haven't locked they're battling for for second place and uh they keep all their starters in, but they lose to the Seahawks and don't get it. And they get third place in the NFC at eleven and five. Alright.
2: So coming back, uh I'm doing I'm gonna do Corey's here. I have not looked at this prior, so I'm I'm doing this Alright, so Corey has. Let me make sure I got this right. That's the I believe he has the Arizona Cardinals also going four and twelve. Or going four and twelve. Uh, their only wins coming against the Panthers, the Bengals, the 49ers, and the Buccaneers. So two of the bad teams. In third place, he has the 49ers. Oh, the 49ers in third place. Uh they uh, Their wins are against the Bengals, beating the Browns, beating the Redskins, beating the Panthers, Seahawks, Cardinals, Ravens, Falcons. They lose the last two games of the year that are divisional games. Rams and Seahawks, they go 8-8. Eight and eight. And it looks like, oh, yeah, they're definitely missing the playoffs. So he's got the 49ers not even making the playoffs. So this is going to be a, a different division because we're all pretty much over the map as far as, like, yeah. difference in game totals. 11 and 5 is the next team. Holy shit. And it's the Rams. He's got the Rams beating the Panthers, losing to the Saints. Of course he does. Of course. Beating the Browns. Oh, wow. A little win streak here. Beating the Browns, Buccaneers, Seahawks, 49ers, losing to the Falcons for no reason. Beating the Bengals, coming back from the bye week, losing two back to back games against the Steelers and Bears. Beating the Ravens, Cardinal, Seahawks, losing to the Cowboys. Beating the 49ers and Cardinals to go 11-5. and And he has the Seattle Seahawks at 12-4. and Jesus Christ. My boy! Winning the NFC West. Their only losses is coming against the Rams, which they're going to lose to the Rams at least once. Uh, the Ravens, losing to them, losing to the 49ers when it's in San Francisco. And actually getting swept <laughs> by the Rams. So he has them getting swept by the Rams. But they win more games than the Rams do, and the Seattle Seahawks get a 12 and four record in the NFC West title. That's wild. I like that. We're all over the map with the NFC West, that which, be which is a good, which is the division you're going to be all over the map for, right? Because that's a that's a that's a weird. Matt kind of said it. Where Matt's kind of like, this is kind of like the prove it. Yep, it really is. Like Jimmy Garoppolo needs to prove it at this point. Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury need to prove it. Jared Goff and Sean McVay need to prove they can bounce back, and Russell Wilson doesn't need to prove anything. But the rest of the team. But does. the rest of the team does. So there you go. It's a pretty good little bow on that division. It's just the prove it yep. division.
1: It's going to be interesting. That's going to be probably the most interesting division in the NFL this year, I think.
2: Nah, see, I think the AFC South is now.
1: Oh yeah, not with with Andrew. yeah. You know what? You're right.
2: With Andrew Luck being gone, oh my God, every yeah. team in the division could go eight and eight. Yeah, it's up in the air now. <laughs> and literally every team could go eight and eight.
0: Said, we need to adjust our AFCs. Yeah, we're going to adjust them.
2: We'll, we'll do a little segment
1: well. talking about how we adjust it. Well,
2: well we're going to do that uh, right before next week.
1: Yeah.
2: When we lock in our records and finish out, and we put the money on the line.
1: Mm. Well, not we're not going to bring
2: the money. Well, no,
0: we won't have it. We'll we'll, we'll do payouts at the end of the season. Yeah, on, we're gonna on, we're gonna be pod.
2: yeah we're gonna be doing a dollar for every gamer off. And uh whoever's the closest for that division gets all the money. And then we do that for all eight divisions in the NFL. It's gonna be some money so, on the table. So man, if the Cardinals win like ten games ten games, that's that's, that's eight, eight bucks games. that you got that the <laughs> two throw you, into the pot. The two you gotta throw down for the NFC West, and you're probably not gonna win. So nope. if you're off on the 49ers, too. Woo, Jimmy G gets hurt again. It's gonna be bad. Right. All right guys, that's going to do it for us today. Justin has to go do a smash tournament. I do. I'm excited. Wait.
0: <laughs> Follow us on social media. Yeah. Just a off. Okay, man. twitter.com/fadpod, facebook.com/fadpod, patreon.com/fadpod and that's it and you could say bye.
1: Give us some fucking money, bitch. Woo! Patreon, give us money.